1: you're listening to text message the uk focused technology podcast with me nate langson and me ian morris and if you're one of our patreon supporters this is your extended ad free version of the show thank you to patrons including stan grip rich bird Colin Lawrence and a special men- mention to Isla who is 11 today and whose father is a patron too happy birthday Isla uh, she yes, probably has birth. jelly and ice cream to prioritise today which is understandable uh, but she should be aware uh, that her dad is one of the people who are supporting us directly and you can join them and get access to our full length ad free show uh, and our Patreon exclusive weekly sister show extra message by going to patreon.com forward slash UK tech we don't yet have a jelly and ice cream tier I do wish we had A bouncy castle tier um, <laughs> I've never thought What it would be like To podcast from a bouncy castle oh. It would be horrible Well it would be different Let's put it that way It would be way. horrible Yes um, But uh, you can inflate Our ambitions <laughs> Uh, no. by bouncing on over to uh, patreon.com forward slash UK tech. Thank you to those. Thank you to everyone joining us live um, as well in our live Discord room right now. We've got a good haul. Um, and um, it's, a, it's a bit of a shame, Ian. If I can start on a bit of a sad note, bit of a, mm. bit of a bit of a sad note. I was meant to be in Los Angeles this weekend with oh. Tom Merritt. and um, to hear that. Thanks to everything not. that's happened, I'm, uh, I'm not. And I wanted to acknowledge that because it's a sad it's a sad it's it's sad when you don't get to fly across the Atlantic um for what I can only assume would have been a debaucherous weekend of podcasting
0: <laughs> I was gonna say yeah just I can imagine what you two would have got up to I in bet podcasting. Tom would have had a bouncy castle well maybe I mean and you're welcome to uh, cheat on me with Tom uh, on a podcast bouncy castle if if you want Um, because honestly, there is nothing in the world that would persuade me that would be a good idea.
1: Yeah, well, who knows? Maybe in the future. Uh, But let's talk about uh, the present because it's both uh, 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 more important than the future as far as this podcast goes and, you know, it's what the show's about. Uh, Disney Plus is to become the exclusive home of all content from the Disney channel, uh, Disney XD, which uh, I used to think was just Disney very happy smiley face, but apparently... It isn't. It's just Disney XD Uh, and Disney Junior in the UK. This is according to a write up in the Radio Times, somewhat ironically. Uh, The publication was one of many that wrote that the Disney Channel uh, and XD and Junior will be leaving Sky and Virgin platforms at the end of September. Um, All existing content from those linear channels, uh, as well as all the new content, will be available to Sky customers still um, if they've got the Disney app. Um, On the Sky platform, Disney said in a statement that from the first of October, Disney Plus will become the exclusive home for content from Disney Channel. Bloody, bloody, blah. The direct-to-consumer service will now premiere all the latest films, series, and specials from the three Disney channels, along with offering a rich, bloody, bloody, blah uh, back catalogue. They use slightly (laughs) more specific terminology uh, of Disney Channel titles in the UK. The Walt Disney Company remains committed to our kids channels business uh, and continues to execute distribution agreements with. Bloody, bloody, blah, bloody, bloody, blah. <laughs> so the summary here um, is that if you're, I, go on. I was gonna say, I don't know what the hell's going on anymore because it was
0: half bloody blahs But anyway, go on.
1: Well, we we, we 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 summarized it. I mean, I have we to do. be very specific in my day job at Bloomberg. Unfortunately, on the podcast, I can be extremely less specific if I choose. Um, but, the, but the nub of this issue is that Disney Channel is leaving um, the, the linear broadcasters, which uh, it seems to be a, a big deal specifically for the UK, because from what I understand and have read, this is unique to Britain. This is not taking place in other markets across uh. Europe. So it's a bit of a... Shocker, I think, for people with with children or who watch Disney content, certainly on uh, Sky and Virgin. But I do wonder, Ian, if this is if this is sort of a sign of things to come. I mean, Disney Plus is what about five or six quid a month? Uh, I think for the app, but you do tend to it's get relatively it relatively cheap. Yeah, you can get it bundled with, I think EE and some of the mobile networks, Sky bundles something by the sounds of it. Like they're all, it's getting bundled with. Um, as as kind of a promotional offer. But this is one of the first times that we've seen a mainstream, very popular linear broadcaster pull all of its content from linear broadcasting and just say, Mm. we're going to serve it to you directly. We've seen it for niche stuff, certainly. And we've seen the platforms complement linear. But I think this is the first time we've seen mainstream just wholesale, rip it out of the system and just go it alone.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I I can sort of see some of the logic from this from one perspective, because obviously broadcasting a TV channel is quite expensive um, and therefore removing them and just having an app that's still accessible on those platforms where presumably Sky doesn't charge um then that makes a lot of sense doesn't it that that would provide um disney with a saving i mean it's not going to be huge compared to the kind of money that that company's making but they may have made a judgement call on it that the you know with advertising being down um etc., cetera, et cetera, they would be far better off shutting that linear channel and just you know <clears throat> relying on people subscribing um of course disney wanted to buy sky but uh didn't so mm-hmm. i you also have to wonder if perhaps There was something going on there or a part of the negotiations with Sky because there was some other stuff that Disney wanted back on Disney Plus, but that Sky had paid for or something. Um, And so it might be that that's part of the reason as well. That's a very vague lot of nonsense that's just come out of me there
1: that's okay we'll link to some of those stories in the show notes at com and in the mp3 description if i find those while editing the show so do do check those out um and but i don't think this will be the last the last that we see when you think about some of the services that are coming out with um their streaming platforms in the us for example they're pulling things like the office is being is being pulled because uh nbc is it nbc yeah, I think one is doing its own service. You're seeing, yeah, uh, peacock, peacock
0: something pe- or other. It's called yeah,
1: peacock. Yeah, I mean we we don't have that. We don't have that here, so we haven't seen the effect. But but we have seen wholesale series of shows disappear because well, Friends is going, isn't it, <clears throat> in America at least because it's going to the Warner Brothers version. Mm-hmm. So it's a precursor, and I think this is our first <coughs> taste in the UK of the sort of the amplification of TV consumption and its impact on traditional broadcasting. Um, I mean, I think that some of the UK broadcasters have got a very good way of dealing with things like box sets and back catalogs. All four recently won a subscription from me, and I've been enjoying all four as an experience. There's some great box sets on it, and it's uh, 3, three well, ninety nine. What's the advantage of that? Just no ads? You get no ads. It works very nicely on Apple TV as opposed to awfully on uh, on apple tv it works over chromecast as well and it's just very it's just a nice interface and there's a lot of stuff on it you know i mean you there's a lot of stuff that is on other things as well but it's sort of like it's like an edgy BritBox box if you think about it like britbox yeah. is itv and bbc and all four is you know ev- all the scrubs is and buffy's and a lot of the <laughs> I know trashy the Seinfeld stuff. on it oh really
0: yeah, Seinfeld's just had another deal with where well, it's done a deal with Netflix. I think it's it's their sort of replacement for Friends. I think in the big show that's a bit old, but that everyone mm. will watch. Um, I I think they got another. Oh, it was it was a staggeringly large
1: amount of money for mm. it. Well, um, Charlotte referenced BritBox as well. I just see in in uh, in Discord, and BritBox is a good service. Like I, I I it's not one I subscribe to, but part of the reason I don't is that a lot of the shows that I. Would want to watch on it are part of something I already have a subscription to, and a lot of them, a lot of my favorites, I actually bought and I, you know, have them on iTunes. Um, but 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 I do see that now I think EE has started bundling a, a BritBox subscription as part of new contracts. And if I when I renew my contract, I think I'd probably pick that because it's a good great back catalog for British British comedies but um but all four similarly so it's it's well worth a look I mean it sounds like we're sponsored by all four we're not but <laughs> it's, it seems worth for 399 a month for ad free viewing of everything on all four it's pretty good um but anyway my point is is that um I think this is the first time that we've seen this wholesale switch like this uh, and i do think that the groundwork has been laid for this being the way of the future but uh, if you have any thoughts on this if you're sad about disney uh, and the influence it's having on your virgin subscription let's say then do let us know you know where to send it uh, hello at uktechshow.com although possibly not because i cancelled the google account that that was hosted on recently and so we probably <laughs> need a new email address but uh, for the time being it works so do send it there now time for uh, uh, let's call it Waste Watch uh, the part of the show where Ian and I break down the very latest in toilet news Uh, and Time Out was one of a number of outlets that covered the news that some very helpful people have set up a service online called Lockdown Loo which is a map a crowdsource map where people across the UK can pin the location of open toilets that they find. Uh, this includes public loos as well as toilets in pubs and stations and cafes, uh, things like that. The website, uh, this is according to the Time Out, or as it's temporarily been, temporarily been rebranded, Time In website, uh, oh. calling on Londoners who find toilets that are outside the area uh, to submit the locations – but it's not just london and there's actually over 4000 so-called locations listed i was on it this morning browsing around to have a look at how it's been going and there are a lot now a lot of the coverage that i saw of this story i saw it on radio times i saw it on no, not radio times sorry timeout sort of on gizmodo sort of on a couple of places other places as well um, we're, we're sort of framing it that people are able to go outside drinking in, in parks and, and, and might need to relieve themselves. But I actually think that the beneficiaries of this are, are people with bowel problems or digestive diseases or th- you know, yep. things like Crohn's disease or even even just people with, with IBS. Um, uh, but on the Crohn's front, I know from personal experience from a person who has Crohn's disease that the availability of, uh, of toilets at short notice can be beyond essential. Um Absolutely. And some people carry, um, I think they, I don't know if it's like a toilet pass, but they have something that basically makes them, they're they're not allowed to be refused access to a toilet. Yes, yeah, good um, idea. Now, um, I went through this map because at the time of recording, there were parts of the UK that definitely need expanding in terms of their coverage. Now, I would appeal for anybody in these regions to consider going and adding this because it's it's something that will i no doubt remain useful even once it's not as immediately useful as it is Very now because so. of the the current situation uh, but for example there is only one toilet listed as available on the isle of man and it's actually so close to- so close to the coast that w- one wonders if the toilet in question is in fact the irish sea um <laughs> but also up <clears throat> in scotland or more specifically in uh in, in the orkney isles there's there's one toilet listed for the entire collection of islands so good luck to anyone caught short in the uh <laughs> what i thought actually was quite appropriately named saint margaret's hope uh, many miles south you'll certainly need hope if if you need the toilet there maybe it should rename it st margaret's clench but anyway (laughs) it's a great idea and if you'll forgive the image an entirely crowdsourced movement um i feel like (laughs) it just took a second to land didn't it um yes it's been a long weekend
0: one of the problems with this country has been that obviously public toilets are expensive to maintain and the you know councils have just shut them. They've just all shut. And, and it means that you can't go to the toilet. Now, I think that's ridiculous because if you're you know out, let's say we've, you don't even need to be having had a lot of drinks. You have a few beers, <clears throat> you, you need the loo and there's nothing around. You know what are you supposed to do apart from you know urinate against a building which is technically illegal, um you know you're out of options aren't you so to have public toilets is I think just a completely reasonable thing, um I just don't understand why you would shut them uh mm. well I do understand it's cost but that's nonsense you know there's just no justification
1: for not having public conveniences well here's uh, so, so here's another thing that that, that I thought which is. A lot of the public toilets that do charge an entry fee, um, they could also easily call it an exit fee, is, (laughs) um, you know, none of them are contactless. They all require coins and there's always a little change machine next to the aisles. Usually, I think about places like Euston Station, Victoria, you know, it's sometimes 30 to 50 pence uh, a go. Um, for unlimited usage while you're in there I appreciate but nonetheless there is a fee involved and do you ever have 30p in your pocket when you really need to go because I usually don't because I rarely have any coins anyway why would
0: anyone have any coins yeah
1: yeah Um, oh Charlotte says the train station loo's are free now they are yeah
0: after many many years of me getting told off for either hopping the barriers or um, pulling the thing towards you, insert you know the turnstile gates. Yes. If you if you pull it towards you, you can slide inside it and then push it forwards and get in for free that way. Um, and I once had a guy. I think it was at Liverpool Street. Say, did you pay to use the loo? And I was like, no. And then oh. that was
1: pretty much the end of that conversation, to be honest. I mean, I mean, I've usually found that the ones you have to pay for, they do tend to be at least cleaner. Than... They
0: are They are cleaner. And, I, you know, look, I, the thing is, I object to it because I, I have, in my career, spent thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds travelling on trains. If a part of that service isn't providing a toilet for you at the end of your journey, then I just find that ridiculous. I mean, yes, someone has to pay for it, but... They're in railways. Railways make money. I'm, I'm just not having it. It's, it's absurd. Um, and I just think, like you said, you know, there are lots and lots of people with various, you know, uh, health concerns or whatever who need to go to the toilet. And uh, sure, uh, often what might be options for those people. But at the same time, it's like this is going to the loo. It isn't sort of an optional thing. It's mandatory. I feel the same way about uh, sanitary products for women as well, actually, in, um, particularly in schools. Uh, where toilet roll is free, but we don't provide any sanitary products for free.
1: I feel like that should change too. This is basic human stuff. It shouldn't be... Chargeable. Oh, Live Street is free now, and King's Cross. Okay, well, that certainly gets rid of that. That's according to Charlotte. Um, that's certainly good. I mean, I did not realize uh, Charlotte the extent of Charlotte's knowledge when it came to um, <laughs> train station toilets. That's it's amazing the the knowledge there. And in fact, earlier this week, Charlotte shared. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Ian, in the in the Discord, uh, an amazing story that I think it was in a most a recent issue of Private Eye, and they were t- discussing a patent. That had been uh, filed for a, a a toilet that would scan your feces and urine for signs of things like cancers and, and stuff oh, right. like that. No, I didn't see um, that. Actually. And I looked I looked into it and found that the the patent was actually from a, a year or so ago. But it did have a very specific feature that allowed individuals to be identified by the anus. <laughs> um, so it was sort of like a fingerprint scanner, but, but instead uh, of your thumb, it's it your, your bottom. Ring yeah and so that's um if you ever wonder what kind of things we talk about in the discord which is exclusive to patrons um it's often things like that <laughs> and i thank everybody for sharing because it's genuinely one of the best things about patreon or rather about our discord discord yeah get via patreon um, but on the final topic of uh paying for uh relief I do remember, and I don't know if he was serious, but I think it was Michael O'Leary, the CEO of Ryanair, who once said something to the effect of he wanted to put uh, a coin slot on the outside of toilets so that people had to pay uh, to to use the toilet. And, oh, but, uh, yeah, he said, he said uh, he something like he wasn't.
0: It, it, it's just Michael O'Leary needs to be in the public eye at all times. It's, it's part of the publicity model for that airline. Um, so he occasionally says ridiculous things, everyone prints the story and everyone thinks, oh yeah, I haven't flown Ryanair
1: for a while. That's always a laugh. Yeah. could I could have a blog (laughs) weary of (laughs) com forward slash text message. Um, If you have any thoughts on this, of course, um, any uh, submissions you've made to the lockdown (laughs) loo service, which I'd strongly recommend you look up if you plan on being outdoors and wish to relieve yourself in some form of Privacy, then you can do so and send us all the details and your favorite toilet story, favorite toilet story, that is, to hello at uktechshow.com or tweet us at text message pod. The BBC wrote this week that mobile network O2 has been sending some of its former customers refunds 15 years after the end of their contracts in some cases. Several people were posting on Twitter that they'd received a letter and a cheque from the parent company of O2, Telefonica, stating quote, you've got a refund. Some of these people were, understandably I think, suspicious that the letter was sent by fraudsters but O2 confirmed to the BBC that it had sent cheques to a group of people who were overcharged more than a decade ago, and they'd included interest in some cases. It said, quote, We identified a billing issue, which meant some customers were charged twice on their final bill before leaving O2. We had been contacting those affected to apologise and to send their refund. Now, one uh, customer said they'd been offered a refund of £127 which is, I'm sure, a very nice thing to receive, 10 years after potentially having been owed it and not knowing. With uh, whereas, uh, Well, I think that includes the interest uh, yeah. of 4%. Four, four um, but also another person was sent a cheque for about £2, pounds, according to the BBC, which is somewhat less useful, given that it probably would have, I mean... Is it worth sending a cheque for two pounds? It probably costs more than that end to end for that to even be sent in the first place.
0: I would say that that is that is a probably. I mean, it's a nice gesture, yeah. Uh, but it but in terms of usefulness, it, it it ranks down there with I don't know what's not very useful, a chocolate teapot.
1: Yeah, maybe this is all marketing. I don't know. I mean, two pounds to pay, and you get mentioned on the BBC News. You get mentioned on the te- on the well, text message. I don't that know.
0: That is that is just skeptical of you. I have to say that, that mm. to, to suggest that this would be some sort of marketing stunt. I I just feel like this is a. This, I'm surprised by O2 here. This feels like an incredibly um, honest and decent thing for a company to do.
1: And indeed, now a very successful marketing stunt since well, you validated it too after I <laughs> devalidated it slightly. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's very um, very
0: unusual for me to validate anything O2 does because I had such a dismal experience with that company
1: when I was with them. Um, but to be fair, to be fair, fair enough. The, the the individuals at the company that sort out their network capacity and sell infrastructure are different to the people that handled decades-old refunds. True but it is so, still one bu- one
0: business right you know when
1: you see a when you see a film it, it it doesn't tend to start with things like you know from the from the catering staff of jurassic park comes <laughs> such and such because we Depends all on the film
0: that- so i think someone has done that i think as a joke i'm pretty sure i've seen something similar to that oh okay oh well. yes deadpool i think it's deadpool um i seem to remember that the start of either 1 or 2 has um has something very similar to that, you know, from the, yeah. You are something. joking. No, no, Deadpool's very funny, though, so.
1: Well, Kate and I have had Deadpool and Deadpool 2 uh, queued up to watch because we've been oh, working mate. our way through all Come of those. On. And we no, haven't no, watched them got, yet.
0: You've got to bring those to the front of the queue, right? They're two of the best films ever made. They're watched, just
1: superb. Got, we watched You've Got Mail last night. That film has not what? aged well. What a waste of time. A film about an email. Well, that's what I thought. I was, like you, by the sounds of it, I thought it was going to be a gripping 90 no. minutes of people emailing <laughs> backwards and forwards. I Googled the Apple laptop that she used at the beginning. It was a PowerBook 3100, uh, 200 megahertz, and a maximum of three gigabytes of storage space for that model, which, interestingly, and I'm going off memory here, that is the level of nerd this show has come to. Um, <laughs> the um, I looked at the, the amount of network traffic used by that film's stream. It was nine gigabytes, which means that that film took three times as much data to stream to us uh, than the entire content contents of her laptop could have stored at the time it was made brilliant this is why i love you that's Thank fantastic you. trivia isn't it just also uh, she was using aol mail on her laptop um but the other person was using an old think book or think pad really interesting yes. so
0: not an apple sponsorship but was it an aol sponsorship we're both Almost. using aol
1: I mean, there were gratuitous shots of AOL all the way through that film and Starbucks yeah. and a bunch of others. Uh I don't remember Apple, but the I mean the best bit of Apple nineties product placement was Independence Day. Uh, Jeff yes. Goldblum used an Apple PowerBook to um to save the world from the alien threat. And oh, that really was, that was so placement that that Apple did an entire televised oh, ad campaign. Did. Yeah about about that um if i can find a clip of it i'll include that now when you've got just 28 minutes to save the entire planet the clock is ticking you better hope you got the right computer
0: I've I've never I've never seen you've got mail and I never will because it sounds horrible, just not the email aspect of it. That sounds amazing, but uh, the rest of it no.
1: Well, it's just that it, I just don't think they'd make it the same because it's basically a story of how a man manipulated a woman over email when he knew that she knew someone and didn't think it was him, and then <laughs> followed her around the city so he could pretend to have surreptitiously just met her pretended to be somebody else and then she falls in love with him at the end without questioning the fact that their entire knowledge of each other's existence has been based on a lie that he manipulated and perpetuated which i think in the current climate is not great yeah exactly it doesn't it's not a feminist masterpiece even if it does pass the bechdel test let's just put it that way (laughs) um back to o2 sending people checks um why a check i mean they haven't been used for probably the time that these people were owed their refunds maybe they could have faxed the bit of the contract that was offensive (laughs) to show the wording i don't know i mean you'd struggle because i don't think there are very many fax machines left in the world at this point unless you're living in japan where i think it's still mandatory to have them in your offices really yeah fair enough yeah yeah well if you have any of these um well, refunds, I suppose. Um, if you've used a check recently, please tell us uh, what it was for and why you chose that means of uh, of, of uh, remuneration. You can do all of that. Maybe send it to us on Twitter until I fix our new email address up. That is at textmessagepod. You're used to hearing the smooth, velvet sound of Nate's voice drizzled over your ears like a warm eardrum syrup topped off with the freshly squeezed citrus tang of an Ian Morris opinion. Supporters of the show at patreon.com forward slash UK tech enjoy second helpings every week. So pull up a chair, find your nearest spoon, and tuck into a sumptuous extra helping with no commitment. If you have any allergies, please inform a waiter. Text message keeps you informed about the British tech landscape, of course. Let's check in with our friends at Tom Merritt. No, well, he is Tom Merritt, but he's our friend at Daily Tech News Show in the US and hear what's been happening in the wider world of technology over the last week. This week on Daily Tech News Show, we followed Basecamp's fight with Apple over the Hey Email app that eventually led Apple to change its App Store policies. Of course, we covered all the Apple WWDC announcements and dug in deep on what Apple switching to ARM might mean for Intel. We discussed the first false arrest made due to incorrect facial recognition, evaluated Google's plan to pay publishers for some of their news, and got the scoop from Robert Herron on what TV projectors are good for the garden. All that and much more at DailyTechNewsShow.com well thank you Tom and thank you Ian and thank you patrons and everyone listening live and everyone listening in the downloaded world that is the end of our show Ian I brought two digestive biscuits into my studio here and I didn't even eat them thank you everybody for listening we'll see you all being well next week